0: Good morning, I'm your host Pam McElvain here with you in December of the Inclusive Voice. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be closing out the year. Can you guys believe it? The year is almost over. So you know, we want to talk about, you know, pull your pencils and your papers out. We're getting ready to go to school, we're going to go back to class and hear from some of the experts that's going to help us, you know, leverage high impact relationships and how we can learn from others and and advance our careers. Not just advances our thinking and where we are, you know. Because no matter what some may say, no one truly makes their own their own way in the world alone. When you think about, you know, humans, you know, we're social beings, we're social creatures, so we are programmed to rely on each other. So that's not to say that we're not all responsible for our own success. But personal advancement can be achieved with a helping hand and, you know, that's kind of what the work we're about here at Diversity MBA, how we can bring forward Forward people together that have this inherent um, desire to help others. You know that's why we think of teachers and coaches coaches and mentors, they play such an important role in today's um, development for leaders and emerging leaders and even our, our younger generations who may not even see their parents as, as mentors. They see them more as um, authority figures, but really you know parents try to bring forward some of that learning. So you know I've always talked about Diversity MBAs learning and research, their research arm. Well our top 10 companies from our Best Places to Work for Women and Diverse Managers uh, list, you know, they have a formal process for mentoring as part of their talent development strategy. And so I know you might have heard about this, the notion of mentoring and what that is, both informal and formal, but we really want to talk about, you know, what the playing field of coaches and mentors really are like and should be on the path to success and even to where we're talking about how it has changed and so I just you know want to share a little bit about when we think of what companies have done uniquely different You know, we have companies that have created, you know, mentoring relationships for veterans in the workplace, which which is huge for, you know, this generation to come in, or this population to come into the workforce and have mentors there to help them understand what to do. And even persons with disabilities, and I know you guys have heard me talk about this, so persons with disabilities, you know, having the buddy system and mentors to help them navigate you know in a culture that they may not be totally comfortable in and then there's there's all these different types of mentoring structures but one of the most popular ones is peer-to-peer Yep, yeah, it is really absolutely true that we truly do learn from one another so being able to to mentor each other we have this notion called reverse mentoring um, and one of the you know I will tell you one of the most popular ways of teaching each other is, is to have people from different cultures, different ethnic groups, different generations literally mentor each other in such a way that they're learning more and more about what they, you know, the differences and create a pre- appreciation. And then there's many other types. There's circles, there's group mentoring, I mean all kinds of ways that people can learn from each other. I love my piece called The Mentoring Moments where when I'm with a, um, a person that's extremely busy, I try and catch a mentoring moment for them. That, that's how I I get ahead of that, so so you know, really wanting you to, to have a sense, and then let me just share with you just a little bit of data. So we have what we call a formal mentoring processes, and that's what um, you know our experts today will talk a little bit more about. You know how to leverage building these relationships, but right now within our index, eighty two percent of our companies have formal mentoring programs to help leaders develop. But what's interesting in informal relationships and processes, processes are really, you know, what, what's um, very, very popular. So what we want to do is, you know, talk about how can we leverage these many, many, many programs and how long and what's good look like and all of these things as we talk about high impact mentoring. So with that, I'm going to stop chatting. We're going to go to a commercial break, but when I come back, I have two incredible experts, book authors and just tremendous leaders in the field that's going to join us in sharing about their experiences in what they've done to help create a way that people can impact their lives through high-tech mentoring. So stay tuned with us as you know, Bert Thornton and Dr. Sherry Hartnett, Hartnett joins us as the co-authors of High Impact Mentoring, a practical guide to creating value in other people's lives. We'll be right back with you.
1: From emails that get no response, to improper billing and shipping, to inventory mistakes, waste can be an expansive, encompassing problem. With a track record of success that includes over $7 billion in successful projects, Bold Business has been helping clients over two decades. Whether you seek to enhance the performance of current anti-waste and waste initiatives, reduce reputational damage in the face of heightened public scrutiny, or simply safeguard cost efficiency, Bold Business has the answers. Check out BoldBusiness.com for more information.
0: Oh, thank you for staying tuned with us. I'm Pam McElveen, your host with the Inclusive Voice. Boy, do I have some great guests with us this morning. Good morning, um, Albert. Is it okay if I call you Bert?
2: That would be great, Pam.
0: Thank you, and good morning, Dr. Sherry Hardin. Is it okay if I call you Sherry or Dr. Sherry? Feel free to call me Sherry. Good morning. It's good to talk to you. Great. So first, hey, Sherry, I'd like to ask you, you know, one, where are you calling from? And then what do you do to keep yourself well? I mean, you know, what self-care in today's environment are you doing for yourself?
3: That's a great question. Um, It's something that I actually have to think about every day Um, because, you know, life can get away with you. Um, I'm calling from Pensacola, Florida. Uh, That is probably one thing that I would say is a stress reliever. I love living in Pensacola. We're right on the beautiful Gulf Coast, a very relaxing, beautiful place to live. I think the other thing is I always try to take time every day to remember what I'm grateful for. You know, my friends, my family, my faith, and and try to really make sure that I am balancing all the aspects of my life um, so that things don't get out of whack. Um, And I can stay focused on the positive and try to always have that, you know, that positive outlook with a smile on my face. I think if you smile at other people, they smile back and then it just makes for a much more enjoyable day.
0: You know, it really does, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate this and hate the player, don't hate the game, but I'm going to try not to because I'm here in Chicago, <laughs> and you're in a place I want to be, but I, I'm, I'm trying to be okay with that. <laughs> so thank you for for sharing those great insights. And so, Bert, how about you? Where are you calling in from, and how do you self care?
2: Well, <clears throat> Pam, I'm about 15 miles. From Sherry, I live on a little barrier island just off the coast of Pensacola. So you're going to hate me. Uh, I wake up in the morning and watch the the dolphins roll out in the Gulf, <coughs> and that's and that's a great part of my uh, um, experience. Just like uh, Sherry, I will tell you that Sherry is one of the most wonderful and relaxed and and. Um, Friendly people in the world. I I, I try to emulate that uh, aspect of her. She's just a great person. But I find that um, most of the the problems that that I have and that other people have are self-inflicted. So if you if you live a life of gratitude for what you have and reciprocation, being willing to give back to other people to help them become as successful as they not as they want to be, but as they deserve to be, um, That that's just a great stress reliever and, and a great focus in life. It kind of takes all the other worries away.
0: Oh, I got to love it. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not going to hate you. You're my role models. <laughs> You're what I'm aspiring <laughs> to be, is to get in there. And I love, I mean, just, you know, you talk about meditation burden, you get to wake up and look at the dolphins and you know how how great is that and you know we have uh, one of our offices in not in pepsico but definitely in florida so we have a reason uh to visit i have a reason to to show up there you know it's so fascinating i love the way both of you talk about you know just inherently helping others and and while that's one of my mantras because i get a lot of I, I get a lot of gratitude to seeing the success of others, but you too have such great stories and backgrounds, so what I'd like to do before we kind of dive into, you know, the work you do is share a little bit about, you know, who you are and, and your background and your story. So so Sherry, I'm gonna go ahead, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna be, um, super strong feminist women and we're going to let Bert go first and <laughs> share, you know, Bert you know, are really
3: the superstar. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, 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 we're just, we're, just, we're going to let him kind of go first and just, you know, we're the two ladies and let his voice come through, but, you know, Bert, you really have an interesting background, you know, when you talk about, you know, your career. So if you don't mind taking us a few minutes and sharing with our audience. Um, uh, you know, you know where you grew up and, and how you got inspired to do this work, and you spent some time in the military. Thank you for your service as a veteran. And um, please give us a sense of, you know, who we're talking to here.
2: Sure, Pam, I'm happy to do that. I, I was actually born in New Orleans, raised in Tampa, Florida, and, um, I played, I went to Georgia Tech on a full football scholarship, played for Bobby Dodd uh, back when the earth was still cooling, by the way. (laughs) Wow. I went went into the Army uh, out of college. I had uh, had the two extremes. I had a year in Miami and a year in South Vietnam. Um, I got out of the Army after a, a little over two years, and was recruited by uh, NCR, which is National Cash Register. But when they got into the computer business, they rebranded as NCR. And I got in with their fledgling IT efforts as a systems analyst and then later uh, a computer uh, salesman back in the day when uh, computers were very large and uh, very weak. Uh, Certainly, what I was dealing with then was probably not as powerful as the iPhones that we're talking on today. But I got a call from a a fraternity brother of mine at Georgia Tech, whose father founded Waffle House, and he uh, had—he was in the Uh service. He had gone off to Harvard to. Uh, uh, and I know you're an MBA from uh, UC Berkeley. He went to Harvard, got his MBA. He wanted to be an investment banker, and at Harvard he realized he could make uh, more money in the Waffle House business if he did it right than uh, he could as an investment banker. So he called me and said, come help. I did. Um, He ended up being chairman of the company years later. I ended up being president and COO. Uh, and vice chairman. And um, it was a 40-year ride. I think we had about 45 Waffle Houses when I started. Uh, wow. We've got a little over th- over 2,000 today in 25 states. So it, it was quite a ride. Um, very fulfilling. When I got out, I was so active 24-7, 365, that there was no way I was going to retire and do nothing. So... Uh, that's when I started looking around and seeing who can I help. Um, I've had a good ride, now what can I do to make other people uh, as successful as they deserve to be? So that's kind of where I am today. That's uh, uh, yeah. one, of the things, one of the things that I did was when I was, I did a lot of mentoring and mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. keep a file on questions that people would ask and the answers I would give. And then I kept a separate file of things that I read that resonated with things that I heard. And I put those two files together, and that actually was the substance of the first book I wrote, which is called Find an Old Gorilla, Pathways Through the Jungles of Business and Life. And Mm -hmm. that later manifested itself into a co-effort with with, uh, my wonderful co-author, Sherry Hartnett.
0: Okay, you know what? I, I that is phenomenal. I mean, you know, I was reading your bio, and you know, just hearing you talk about Waffle House. You know, the one thing I love about Waffle House, I don't care what walk of life you're in, right? What a what a brilliant um, platform! Because I love, you know, I don't care what state I'm in, I'll go to Waffle House when I want something greasy. <laughs> and good. So, and and to hear, you know, how you've navigated, you know, your leadership of an organization you helped build and give back. You know, it's kind of that's what inclusive leadership looks like. That's that's you what know, how, how it's modeled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sherry and
2: nice. I and I had the pleasure of presenting at your 2022 16th annual Diversity MBA conference, which, by the way, was a spectacular event, and we had a great time doing it.
0: And, and thank and you guys it, so much.
2: It reminded me how diverse and inclusive Waffle House is. You hear you hear all the stories mm-hmm. in the media about all the strife and and heartache, and then and then you go to Waffle House. And you look around, and it's a polite society.
0: It is. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, and you're so right because I was in, I was at a conference in um, in uh, Atlanta, and some folks wanted to, you know, wanted to go by Waffle House. We did. Then I was at another. Uh, uh, meeting in Ohio and they wanted to go by Waffle House and we did. (laughs) And you know, and the locations are in such a place that people can, can, can engage in them. You're so right. And, and I do thank you. I thank you both for showing up and being instrumental in providing an incredible, um, sharing at our, at our 16th conference, annual conference. That was virtual, so we'll be live next year. But you know what, we're gonna go uh, to a commercial break and I'll be right back and we're gonna hear more um, from these great leaders and learn a little bit more about Sherry's story. We'll be right back with you.
4: The tech talent war in the U.S. is making it almost impossible for companies to hire and is holding companies back from achieving their important business goals. What is the answer? Go global with Bold Business. We have the reach, experience, and proven methods to help your company access great talent. From recruiting and sourcing, to onboarding and post-hiring operations, Bold Business can help businesses tap into a worldwide talent pool, and can craft solutions for an enterprise of any size. Go bold, and let Bold Business solve your talent challenges and help your company succeed. For more info, visit
2: www.boldbusiness.com.
0: I am so energized. I hope you guys are. I am talking to, you know, my one of my guests is, you know, one of the leaders, the the ideation thinkers that helped create Waffle House. And I know if all of you, thousands of you are out there, and I can see you. So raise your hand if you wouldn't buy Waffle House. (laughs) Of course, everybody probably has. That's gonna be an experience in a life. But you know, hey, I'm glad you're back with me. Um, we now have you know Dr. Sherry Harnett talking about Uh, You know, these are two great authors and leaders and we're going to go in and talk about how to build relationships and help others um, accelerate in where they are. But before we do that, I want to um, ask Dr. Sherry if she doesn't mind sharing a little bit with us about your background and, you know, what inspired you to, to get to where you are.
3: Wonderful. Well, thank you, Pam. And I am absolutely delighted to be here with you and also with my very good friend, Bert. Um, You've heard from him, and he's absolutely one of my favorite people, and we can all learn from him. And the Pensacola area, I will say, is so fortunate that he and his lovely wife moved here because he is making a difference in Pensacola, and he is really helping people and companies grow here. So I just can't say enough great things about Bert. Um, but a little bit about myself. I was actually born in Alexandria, Virginia, and was raised in the Washington, D.C. area, um, moved around a little bit in my career. Uh, most of my career, I was a corporate marketing executive for a Fortune 200 company, Um, It was a great experience. Um, I was recruited from that company actually to be the head, the chief marketing officer for a large healthcare system here in the region. Um, and great experiences all around. You know, really, I was spending that first 20 years of my career, uh, growing my career and focused on the companies I was working for and helping them to succeed and prosper. Um, but I will say that along the way, while I was enjoying what I was doing, I really felt a need to give back more to other people and help them along the way. I did mentor people throughout my corporate days, but I found that I could do even more and make a bigger impact if I left the corporate world. So I started my own uh, consulting company, HeartNet Marketing Solutions and HeartNet Academy. And through that, I also uh, became, was recruited to be a marketing Professor at the University of West Florida. And the more I got engaged in the college experience and seeing these young people who were so excited to get started on their career path, I really recognized that they needed help with workforce readiness. And to be prepared for the world out there, the working world, and was finding that they needed more help with leadership development skills and professional development. That you know, those soft skills of relationship building and communication and networking and and all yes. those things, teamwork and collaboration, all those things that help you be successful, is are things they needed. So I created an executive mentoring program for the University of West Florida where I matched the students one-on-one with business executives in the community. And what we found, you were talking earlier about reverse mentoring. Um, this really turned mm-hmm. out to be win-win. the students gained so much valuable insight. But yet our yeah. mentors, if you talk to those business executives, you they will – 100% will tell you they are learning just as much from the
0: students as the absolutely. students are learning from them. Absolutely. I want to say, Sherry, I want to call it clueless. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, would say, I would say they were clueless until they met with those students, but absolutely.
3: Yes. yes. Um, and I just I think I've really found. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead, Bert. Sam, this is not a small program. She's, she's being very humble. She, oh, I know Parker, she is a is, is hundred twenty organizational clergy and business leaders in Pensacola who mentor uh, University of West Florida juniors seniors and alumni. It's a huge and very very well run program as a matter of fact her her portion of high impact mentoring explains the seven steps that she put this program together with um, she sort of scaled my singular effort up into small, medium, and large organizations, but this is this is no small deal. And she also runs, and she needs to tell you about her Women in Leadership program, which is, I think, in its seventh or eighth year, is sold out every year, both uh, mm-hmm. in person and virtually. So,
0: and, and so let's do a let's do a mentoring moment here. We're going to do a live mentoring moment. And so, Sherry, you know. Bert is absolutely right. That is no boasting but that is sharing your power and if you're not going to tell us who the, what your power is we're not going to know so it's all good and we want and so we thank you Bert for sharing Sherry's power with us so that so because the magnitude and the impact is while, you know, you're like, I don't have to boast about that, it's not about that at all, right? But it's about us knowing that, that, the, that the impact that you've made and the power of influence that you've had and the many and thousands that you've touched. And, and people need to know that, so when they, so they're excited and inspired when they go back and, and look you up. But thank you for that, uh, Bert. But Sherry, go ahead and finish. I know you were sharing a few others, but that's so exciting to hear. But go ahead.
3: Bert is my biggest fan. I absolutely love him. You know, he's my mentor. I have learned so much from him along the way. And I think, you know, learning from somebody of the caliber of a Bert Thornton and Knowing all the things that I've learned throughout my career, it just really, there's so much for us to give back to the next generation. And I found that one of the things that is so exciting about that Women in Leadership Conference that I created, you know, I had thought I would just have one small little event with one or two female speakers. And then it grew into this whole full day conference that has sold out every single year. And it's because women need to be empowered by other women. You know, That's we need right. to hear their success stories. we need to see that this is how they did it. They overcame their own personal challenges. We yes. all can too. And then just hearing their personal stories, I get emails and contacts from people all throughout the year, telling me something they learned, telling me something they did differently based on something they heard from one of our speakers. It's just super exciting. And, um, you know, I, I just really have, throughout all of that found that my passion is really helping people with, you know, professional development and leadership development and women in particular and the college students that really need that extra help and young adults, you know, that are looking to go from maybe that first tier job they just got, but they're looking to move up into management and how do they do that and what's the right path? Um, it's so, I just, you know, I feel like all of these are my children and I'm so excited to see the successes of everybody. Um, it's just very motivating.
0: You know, that, that is so awesome. I'm going to have to tell my clients and the, and the world that the next practice, they call me the best practice king, uh, queen, Sherry and Bert, because of the, the data and the benchmarking we do. So I'm going to have to tell them that their next practice is having an executive mentoring program where they, because when you think about it, the the companies that can't find, they say they can't find the talent and they're not sure how to even curate their own internal talent, I mean, and that's, that's what a way, right? What a way that you've created where no matter where you are, that's inclusion. No matter how senior you are, Bert, you, I can see that you are this incredible, and approachable leader, that folks, you know, feel like they can engage and learn from you. And and while you can't be everywhere, but your 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 reputation and your. Um, and your or can be and i really think that's what organizations have to do they have to go create create their own pipelines and if they get their executive levels level executive leaders rooted into connecting to their pipeline like what you're talking about i think that would be huge and next level. And we know women and we know how we are. We're gonna talk about how, how how fab the purse is and how fab the shoes are. But what what a platform where we're there to just help each other just to be there in the moment's notice for each other. Cause sometimes we're each other's biggest competitors. And I know you could talk about that later. But I, I thank you guys and I'm humbled and I feel privileged to have you today. So I, I'm excited to be getting the live mentoring moments just as I hear from you. So with that, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with you to hear from Burton sharing more about how their passion is changing lives.
1: The world is embracing a remote, globalized, and diverse workforce. Is your organization prepared when it comes to understanding all the nuances of diversity? Diversity MBA can help. From an industry leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. Check out magazine.com and take the first step towards transforming your organization.
0: Welcome back, everyone. For those of you just now joining us, I'm Pam McElvin, your host with the Inclusive Voice. I have with us here um, Dr. Sherry Hardnett and, and actually Bert... Oh. I'm just, I'm getting tongue-tied here you guys, i sorry about that. His name is actually Albert Thornton, but we call him Bert Thornton, and they're both enjoying Pensacola uh, sitting in front of the ocean, so let's not hate those of you in Chicago in the Midwest and, and in New York that's <laughs> listening, but um, these are two authors that have created a platform on, um, The High Impact Mentoring, A Guide to Creating Value in Other People's Lives. So we're going to now get into this a little bit more about, but before we do, I just want, I don't want to be remiss and forget where uh, Sherry and Bert, where folks can go, uh, Bert to get more information, not just from the book, but from about you, and then Sherry, I want the same thing. I want to get where they can go to get more information about your organization. And we know the book is on Amazon. But what websites can they go to, Bert?
2: Yes. uh, For information about both Sherry and me and High Impact Mentoring, you can go to highimpactmentoringbook.com. That's highimpactmentoringbook.com, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about um, both of us and uh, and the book. So, Sherry.
3: But, um, and in addition to that, for more information about me and the consulting that I do, You can go to heartnetacademy.com and my profile's on there, but you can also find, in addition to the book, um, I got so many requests from people that wanted to either implement their own mentoring program in their businesses or they wanted to reinvigorate a program they already had. Um, I created an online on-demand course for how to create a mentoring program, and so that can be found on that website. And I also do in-person workshops and help people individually if needed. So all oh. of that can be found on ArtNetAcademy.com.
0: Oh, that's awesome! I think I'm going to get a new partner. Am I going to get a new partner, Sherry? There you <laughs> right I on love that. this this on-demand mentoring. That's <laughs> what I'm. And you're the best yeah. practice queen, so that's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and you're doing all the best practices, so I love this. I love. So, Bert, let me let me just share this with you. I'm an I'm an African American woman. Um, I um, I do have both Indian and um, and Caucasian in my bloodline. Uh, about a quarter but I, in my career, I was an insurance executive running property and casualty insurance companies and I would say 85% of my career, my mentors and sponsors were white men and they were the best mentors and sponsors I could have. And so there's this myth and so I'm gonna Bert and Sherry, just kind of have you guys just break up the myth a little bit, where you can't have the uh, the most successful experience with someone that is um, a leader that's not a part of your um, your culture, but you can have a great experience with someone else. So my best experiences have been with, with white senior leader, male, white male senior leaders. So you want to just comment now, on that?
2: Yeah, Pam, I want to tell you I'm I'm amazed at the at the absolute on point on target um ideas that you have. Uh you and I could could be brother and sister here because everything you're saying um I wholeheartedly endorse. I have mentored hundreds of people over the years without regard to ethnicity or um anything that they, any of the usual metrics that people throw up uh, about things like this. Um, I'm actually mentoring uh, three people at at this particular time and all three are African-American women. So I think you are absolutely on point. Uh, My daddy used to say it's it's not what you have, but what you leave behind. And if you leave behind a legacy of, being willing to help people regardless of their uh, um, place in life. Um, It doesn't matter whether they're white, white, black, Asian, rich, poor, fat, thin, skinny. Um, The idea is just to lend a helping hand and make people as successful as they deserve to be.
0: And, and, you know, Bert, I can just, you know, just, I mean, just in your role, your 40 year career at Whopper House, oh my goodness, just, just the folks that were, um, you know, exposed to you. That had an opportunity to just hear from you, so so Sherry, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a little raw here, Sherry. Okay, I got the expert, so I'm going there. I'm going there, Bert and Bert Sherry, (laughs) and Bert. Thank you for answering that question so elegantly. So so Sherry, there's this myth and this thing that you know I just kind of heard over the years that you know women and i'm not talking white women to white women or white women to women of color i'm just talking about women that women don't do as good a job as powerful job as men do in mentoring others what's that about or is there any truth to it? You
3: you know it's interesting i've been doing some research on that topic um because it has bubbled up in the past And I think that in the past, one of the things, one of the challenges women had is because it was a challenge to be a female executive in a man's world a while Mm -hmm. back, that I think women were so focused on themselves that they weren't as didn't have the time or the or the knowledge of how they could help others but i do think that's changing and i think okay. that's, that's so important that it's been changing i think it's been changing over the last couple of decades um okay and, and but i think there needs to be more it's one of those things we can't have enough of it but i do yeah. think more women are aware of it. I do think more women are at a point where they are ready to give back. They want to help. They want to, you know, lean back and give a helping hand to somebody to help them up the ladder. And I think that's why I'm so excited about the women in leadership conference and things like that, because it shows people, here's how we help each other. Here's how we empower each other. And I think the more the message of that that's out there, the more that women will jump on board
0: and, and become mentors. And you know what? I think you're, you're actually right on. When I, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur of 27 years. I'm getting ready to age myself. So I spent 20 plus years running property and casualty insurance. And I was one of not only women, but also women of color in senior leadership roles. And there was no one else there. I mean, so you're talking more than 25 years ago, there's no one else there. Now there's only on average about 20% of us there. And so, still, not a lot of women in the most senior leadership roles. So we're still trying to navigate and manage barriers, um, just as you stated. And I love that perspective because that does that does change it a little bit, and that also that also sets the stage a little bit too, so people can have a different kind of, you know, conversation and engagement. And and before we get into your book, I'm going to ask you guys this one last thing. So, in both of you can. Um, a comment on this. You know, folks often get confused between the difference between mentoring and sponsorship. You guys want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what sponsorship is in that context, but I Oh, would so,
0: so sponsors. So when you're in organizations, um, BERT, uh, and folks say, okay, here's our mentoring program that you know you can sign up and be a part of, and then they're those leaders, they tend to call them high potential leaders, and now you have the sponsors that are typically is what my mentors were for me in my career, were folks looking out for my um, next level when I wasn't. Got
2: it. Well, that's that leads me to this. Uh, one of the, our most frequently asked questions is, why did you write the book? And uh, the answer is that, it, that there's a crazy ironic situation in America today. On the one hand, you got this multitude of rising high achievers who would benefit greatly from the experience and wisdom of a skilled mentor yes. like you, Pam. And on the other hand, we have this legion of savvy, experienced business and organizational leaders who would, could, and should fill that bill, but they're not getting together. And the reason is that many of the right stars know that that resource is available, and many of these potential mentors, um, there's no conduit. They can't get back to them. So that's why I rewrote that book, trying to get people in all stations in life together to mentor each other in a positive productive uh, successful way so I'm not sure if that answers your question oh actually it, yeah
0: yeah that, that does give some perspective yes please please yeah, it, yeah, I was just
2: say, a successful oh. life is about value and where better to add value than in another person's life
0: and, yes and that's what
2: men is you're adding value in another person's life.
0: Yeah, I love that. And Sherry?
3: Right. And I was going to say, take that one step further because mentoring Mm -hmm. is about adding value to somebody's life. And it's important to also have a sponsor within the organization that you work whose focus is really to help you succeed within that company. But they're not always mentoring everything you need to know because they could you know a really good mentor might mentor you out of that company. If it's <laughs> so that's what right I always recommend what I recommend to people is that everybody should have their own personal developmental network, which that's would right. include, for example, a sponsor within your organization, but also maybe somebody, a mentor from your industry, it's not within your organization that you can learn from. Um And then also personal friends, you know, people in the community that you look up admire their life, you know, the person that they are. You know, we can have more than one mentor, um, and, and that's, that's right. what I always recommend.
0: Oh no, I love that and you know what I think of sponsors very well said you guys. I also say you know uh, our Amazon CEO he said your brand is what people say you are when you're not in the room mm-hmm. and so and and that's kind of what your sponsors th- they do for you they they basically they they may not be there helping you through. Um, these experiences, but based on the mentoring relationships that you had, right, and actually gone through the experiences, is where your sponsor can see how you're performing, and, and where you're not in the room, they can um, help. Create access and exposure for you. So thank you guys for that. Very well said. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and dive in a little bit more um, into the the practical guide to creating value and others people's lives on, on your mentoring platforms. Because I think this is this is just really the, the, the top of the, of the tip of the iceberg, they say, but we're going to give you guys some nuggets before, before we wrap up today. I cannot believe how quickly we're almost at the end of the <laughs> session. So we'll be right back with you. So stay tuned with
1: us. Everyone's talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let Diversity MBA Media bring you up to speed on the discussion with benchmarking services that help enterprises gauge and expand the diversity of their workforces to fresh, insightful, deep-dive articles on the Diversity MBA website. CEO Pam Mickelvain leverages years of experience and some of the foremost thought leaders on diversity, equity, and inclusion to spread the DEI message and curate content that educates and enlightens. In addition, Diversity MBA Media hosts annual conferences that bring together speakers from all across the DEI spectrum, with thousands of virtual attendees learning industry best practices from a wide range of perspectives. Check out Diversity MBA Media, join the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement, and be a part of the discussion. www.diversitymbamagazine.com. Welcome
0: back. I'm Pam McElvain here with with Bird and Sherry, our uh, our co-authors of their latest book, which I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys in terms of where you can go to get highimpactmentoringbook.com, highimpactmentoringbook.com, and go to this website and you can find all kinds of information around our authors. Okay, Sherry and Bird, just, you know, how do you, how do you actually identify a mentor? C- can you maybe share a story each of you guys have had and how you identified uh, your mentor and what makes a good one? Sure. I can take that I'll, real quick.
2: Yeah. You, want, you want to take that, Sherry, or you want me to?
0: Yes. Well, I, both of you guys give me that both that of you guys that. give me a nugget on it. Go, go ahead, Sherry. Okay.
3: So I'll tell you, and Bert and I had talked about this before, um, there was a um, gentleman in town who was an executive in my company that I was at at the time who was retiring, um, but he had such a wealth of knowledge in the position I was stepping into, and so I asked him to just meet with me for a cup of coffee, and we did that kind of every quarter, and I learned so much from him. And he was mentoring me along the way, even when I went into a different job and different positions. And he just stayed there and he, he just helped me. He asked the right questions. He gave me great advice. But he was an unofficial mentor. And Bert and I have talked about that before. He didn't even know he was technically mentoring me for about three years um, until I told him he was one of the best mentors I'd had. So that's one thing I'd recommend to people is, you know, yeah. you don't, you can have a formal mentor, but you can also have those unofficial mentors.
0: Yeah, I like that, you know, and I like the way that you've you've um, you labeled it official mentor versus informal mentoring because informal only means that there's not this structured process with um, the with metrics and everything aligned to it. But official mentor is someone that's truly helping you on the way. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Bert, do you want to give us a couple nuggets?
2: You bet. You know, as you're growing up, your initial mentors are your parents and your teachers. If you're in athletics, your coaches. And we tend to... Uh, look at look at everything they say as being accurate simply because they're older than us and have more experience than us. And, and of course, you and I know that um, that's not always uh, true. But later on in life, uh, it's important to find what I think is a really good mentor. And, and I'm asked so often, what, what, what does a great mentor look, look like? And I will tell you that a great mentor, your great mentor, has an underlying desire to give back, but there are four major characteristics to a great mentor. The first one is they have a sincere interest in you and your personal success. Second, they have a demonstrated, a demonstrated track record of success. I mean, if not, why would you listen? Third, they have knowledge or expertise in your particular area of interest. And fourth, peer respect. The greater the respect by his or her peers for your mentor, the greater your chances of success. So when you're looking for a mentor, absolutely consider those four characteristics if you want to end up with with someone who's going to help you become successful. Oh,
0: this is good. This is good. And I'm taking notes, just so you know. I love this. (laughs) So you guys, let's let's lean into it and talk a little bit about um, and, and before I say we get into high impact mentoring, thank you so much for uh, sharing with me um, or, or, or or giving me the accolades of, of being a good mentor. I really appreciate that, and and I do find myself mentoring all the time. And sometimes I just say it's my age. I just know a lot of stuff, but. <laughs> But um, but just because, right, you, you fundamentally care about people and they may not always wanna hear what you have to say, but but when they do lean in to hear from you, then that's, you know, we have to be smart enough to know when to share. But you guys, your book, you know, the title, High Impact Mentoring and the mentoring strategies that you share, so, so what is that? One, what is high impact mentoring? I do get why you want to do a practical guide, I get that but what is high impact mentoring? I mean, somebody might say, huh, I have a good mentoring relationship, what's high impact?
2: Sure. So, as you said, there, uh, there are several kinds of mentoring. There's casual mentoring, there's uh, 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 mentoring that you don't even know you're doing, there's reverse mentoring. When I have a problem with my computer, I call my 16-year-old grandson in Colorado, and he mentors me about uh, how to fix things. But High impact mentoring is when you deliver a positive, impactful, successful mentoring experience that that takes someone to another level. Uh, obviously, you want your when you're looking for a mentee, um, you've got to find you've got to have somebody who wants to be mentored, some, somebody who is open to advice, unafraid to implement it, work hard, uh, self aware. But here's the key: they have to have a, the capacity to perform at a higher level, and your job is to move them to that higher level. If you have impact, that's, that's what you do, and frankly, that's why Sherry and I wrote the book. I wrote the micro piece, the across-the-table piece, do this, don't do that, say this, don't say that, be sure to cover this, and Sherry, of course, um, took that singular effort uh, and scaled it up into how, how to create an organizational situation so that you can move that singular effort into a a small, medium, or large organization. Sherry,
3: Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I was just going to add on um, to exactly what Bert was saying, it is, bottom line, all about the impact that you're making on each individual person, but Mm -hmm. if you want to make a difference in the lives of your employees and make a difference in your company, A mentoring program can help you engage your employees with your company. It can help you retain talent, and it can help you become a better, more diverse place to work. So it's win-win all the way around in an organization.
0: Yeah, and you know what I'm seeing, too, in organizations? um, So we ask them to self-rate their mentoring programs, right? And they actually, you know, kind of honest about it because some of them re-rate, rate them average, um, we don't, or below average, so, which is, which is tough. And what that says to me, Sherry, is I love what you guys are doing, and that's why I said we, we've got a partner, is because, or they get to a place where they're stuck. and and they don't know, okay, what else do we, you know, what do we need to do? How do we have mentoring where it's across our organization doing different things for different groups of people? So when I hear you, Bert, you're talking about, you know, you defined high impact, I could see for your Um, high potential and your next developing leaders in the pipeline, that's the kind of mentoring framework they should have because it's really positioning and accelerating them to the next level. And then you have the folks that are entering the organization where they have that early career coaching and that early career mentoring. And, and I'm like you, Bird, my, my uh, son ever since he was 12 was managing my technology and now he's a college graduate, but but you know who yeah. who's yeah. going to help us navigate right through that? So go ahead. You are so spot on.
2: Um, mentoring, high impact mentoring is not a random effort. Um, any, it's, it's it's not it's not an intuitive thing. You're not born with these skills any more than uh, someone a contractor is born with the skills to, to build a house. These are learned skills. That's why we wrote yes. the book. Yeah. Yeah. You. If you, you can go to a cocktail party and get advice from somebody, but that's not mentoring. Mentoring right. is a concerted effort to bring to bear what people need in order to become more successful.
0: And that's an intentioning behind that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely. And what, what would, what would, I mean, what are the kinds of things, and I know this is in your book, um, Sherry, but that an organization, you know, what would you say? You know, the two or three things that they, if they see show up in their mentoring program, they should really reassess. So
3: I think the uh, it ties back to the seven step framework that I created, um, and that's pretty much what I wrote about in the second half of the book. And I find that some organizations have kind of missed this stuff. They might throw a program together, but they mm-hmm. haven't gone through everything. And the very first, most important one is step one is define the why. Why yes. are you having yes. a program? And to your point, some organizations are very good at this, and they might have four different organizations, four different mentoring programs for four different reasons. But you know, I'll just tell you the seven steps real quickly. And obviously this, there needs to be a lot more um, learning at each step, but the step of one course. is find the why. You know, decide what yeah. it is that you want. What is the impact that you're trying to make? Step two is you need to find the, the program champion. Who's gonna lead that effort and have the passion to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks and that everybody's engaged. Step three is setting the correct goals and metrics so you know if you're making a difference or not. Step four is building the program. You know, what are all those things where you have to take action and have a sense of urgency? Um, And step five is all about um, recruiting and connecting. That's my favorite part. It's all about mentors, mentees, and then matching them appropriately. Some people just yes. throw people together and hope for the best, and that is not the best way to match people. Step six is nurturing the people and nurturing the yeah. program. You can't just let it hang out there and hope for the best. Um, yes. And then step seven is measuring to improve. So you've got continuous improvement going on. So um, I think that when companies struggle, it's because they really haven't focused in these areas.
0: You're absolutely right. And you know what? Um, I will tell you, these are very, very critical um, steps in creating, you know, what we call a best in class framework. And that's probably what your seven steps do. So we're gonna stop right here and take a quick commercial break. And before we wrap up, but thank you guys for staying with us and hearing this incredible conversation that each one can teach one and you, and you can be a part of this mentoring generation. So we re, we'll be right back with
1: you. The world is embracing a remote, globalized and diverse workforce. Is your organization prepared when it comes to understanding all the nuances of diversity? Diversity MBA can help. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. Check out magazine.com and take the first step towards transforming your organization.
0: What an incredible conversation we've been having with these two leaders. Thank you, Sherry and Bert for being here. So as we wrap up, I just want to ask them just this one, light, this one last question about sharing some advice. You know, that you guys can give me about 40 seconds and share some advice what folks can do and either being a good mentor or a good mentee themselves. You've already given us a bunch, but what would you like to leave us with? Uh,
3: Sherry? So I'm going to do this in two parts. My first advice is don't just wing it. Learn how to do it well. Learn how to be a great mentor or a great mentee or how to implement a strong and scalable mentoring program. But the other piece of advice is you don't have to be great to start out, but you do have to start to be great.
0: So I would say just do it. (laughs) I love that one. Bert?
2: Well, I would, I would also have two parts. If you want to be a great mentor, uh, it's, it's a learned skill. Read high impact mentoring and, uh, don't be afraid. Don't wait for a ticket to the party. Uh, look for, look for talent and offer to help. If you want to be a great mentee, I would advise you read my first book, Find an Old Gorilla, and, uh, which is called Self Mentoring in a Box. And then don't be afraid walk up to somebody and say you know i've been thinking about some things and you seem to be the expert on this this is right in your wheelhouse can we have a cup of coffee and talk and the answer will always be yes great mentors are always looking for good talent
0: oh my goodness thank you so very much and for those of you out there that want to learn more from bird and cherry you can go to High Impact. Um, mentoringbook.com, highimpactmentoringbook.com, and hardnetacademy.com for more information on uh, Sherry's consulting firm. So with that, you guys, we'll be back with you next week. Have a great rest of your weekend, and take care.
1: Thank you, Sherry and Bert. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more, all of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI, Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information. Welcome to Bold Life with Ed Kopko, where bold minds grow.
4: Greetings, everyone. I'm Ed Kopko, and welcome to Bold Living. Today's topic is about the Ruby Rule. And I'm going to have a little help from Arthur Coombs, author of The Ruby Rule How More Listening and Less Labeling Brings More Healing and Less Hating. Treat others in an altruistic manner in a way they don't even know they want to be treated. You probably know the Golden Rule, we were all taught it as kids. It's the underlying premise is that you should treat others the way you would want to be treated. You might have also heard about the Platinum Rule, which says that you should treat others the way they would want to be treated. Both are good rules to live by, but when it comes to interacting with others, one thing is clear in these contentious, politically charged time that these rules are not working. So while the the golden rule and the platinum rule meet expectations from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. the ruby rule goes above and beyond. Thankfully, Coombs has ironed out the ruby rule. Whereas the golden and platinum rules are all about meeting expectations, your expectations, others' expectations, the ruby rule is about exceeding them. To best illustrate the ruby rule, Coombs describes an incident with his wife when they were first married. One day during their routine of getting ready, he mentioned that he needed a new toothbrush. So she went to the store and, and bought him one, but it's a brand she would have wanted. Her brand, not his. That's an example of the golden rule. She was treating him the way she would want to be treated. He subsequently thanked her, but let her know he preferred a different brand of toothbrush. So she went to the store and bought him that particular brand. And that's an example of the platinum rule. She was treating him the way he would like to be treated. But a few days later, he opened up his drawer and notice that his tube of toothpaste had been replaced with a new one. He had more dental floss replenished. He had mouthwash in his, in his cabinet. She had gone above and beyond and exceeded his expectations. This is the Ruby Rule. Anticipate and go above and beyond. Go the extra mile. Treat someone with so much kindness that they didn't even realize they wanted that kindness. For Coombs, adherence to the Ruby Rule is needed now more than ever, especially when the national discourse on every political issue is so harshly divided. How should we navigate through such a polarized environment? According to Coombs, by listening, really listening and taking stock of others' perspectives beyond more than waiting for them to stop talking so you can have your turn to speak. As Coombe writes in his book, invite others to share their stories by listening and you become a story holder. The more stories you hold, the more people will share and the more empathy you will feel for each other. And I'm not talking about only listening to someone you agree with. That's easy. You already love listening to those folks. Of utmost importance is to be a story holder for those with whom you disagree. Progress stops when we stop listening. We have to listen with real empathy. Imagine if a small percentage of the population adhered to the Ruby Rule. Instead of jumping to conclusions, instead of harboring prejudices of opinion, there would be more people listening to each other's stories and empathizing with different perspectives. If we all listen with real empathy, even just a little, we'll all take a big step forward toward communicating better. For more about The Ruby Rule and where to buy Coombe's book, Go to my website, www.edkopko.com, and click on Notes from Ed. You can also sign up for my free newsletter there. And thanks for listening, and please keep living bold.
1: For more about Ed and his work, go to www.edkopko.com.